Reeling from the fight with the Bodaks, Octavia and Crag must delve even deeper. What other horrors does this place hold? Will they both survive? And what happens on the other side? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been wavaged <laughs> by a war against monsters. <laughs> yep, a war... <laughs> A land that has been ravaged by a war against monsters for 15 years. Salad. <laughs> Stuck the landing. Wow. Welcome. Nice. Welcome one and all. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> well, this episode will premiere a day before Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. Christmas Eve's Eve. Yes. The Eve before the Eve. Of Christmas. of Christmas. The night before the night before the night of Christmas. So, this is our holiday gift to everyone, I guess. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. When I was growing up, traditionally, Christmas Eve Eve was the night that uh, my sisters and I would get out air mattresses and sleeping bags and sleep on the couches in the living room surrounding the Christmas tree. And so we would like watch a watch a movie and we would sleep under the tree. I thought that was Christmas Eve. No, we always did it the Christmas Eve Eve. You've been lying to me. No, we always do a Christmas Eve Eve. No, we absolutely do not. We always do a Christmas Eve. Oh, well, you and I have... Right. But when we were growing up... You lied to me. Austin and I have us. also been sleeping under the tree because this is a family tradition that I insisted on us carrying, uh, continuing. But wh while we were growing up, we did it Christmas Eve Eve so that Christmas Eve, my parents could, during the night when we were all be in bed, put presents under the tree. Mm -hmm. I think we just need to put the cat beds down there because our bed is much comfier. And so we could have the cats sleep under the tree <laughs> instead of us. Well, that is that is true. Our Last bed is Last time more we tried it... I am I'm not exceptionally tall, but I am taller than Gwyneth. And we did not did we have our current couch? We had our old love seat. Yeah. So trying to sleep the two of us on our meager furnitures was not great. We did have a giant ottoman that we found near the dumpster of our old apartment building. It sounds worse than it is. It was actually in great shape. Mm -hmm. Looked brand new. Looked brand new. We just, you know, disinfected it, wiped it down, and it was good to go. Mm -hmm. It's very big. Like, Gwyneth can almost lie across it. And oh, yeah. Like, I could definitely curl up and... She could curl up and take and a nap, take on, a nap it. It is, on it. It's it is the size huge. of, like, a decent-sized coffee table. Yeah. Bigger, so, bigger than that, I would think. Yeah. yeah. So, we, we lined that up against couch so the love would, seat no the love this seat. is a, a love seat not so an that actual we couch. Would kind of have like a general kind of mattressy rectangular bed shape but the problem for me was that the they were different heights so like in the middle of my body there was a <laughs> relatively sharp decline were they the, really that different in height yeah at least it, it for me it was i don't know about you but man it was not 
it was not a comfy experience. I did not get a great night of sleep the last time we tried to do this, and our air mattress has a hole yeah. in it. So I am I vote we just take a little Christmas tree up to our the the bedroom and put it next to the bed so we can still carry on the tradition, but in comfort. But it's not peace. our big beautiful tree. We can take a picture of it. This is our first Christmas in our new house. We, we can, definitely need to do it this year. We can live stream our tree up <laughs> to our bedroom. That's like the most first worldy like <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. It's not the same. Oh, if you want to talk about first world problems, a couple weeks ago, Gwyneth was uh oh, making yeah. herself a drink. <laughs> Of unspecified contents. And uh, she got very upset because we usually have some Aldi brand sparkling lime water on hand. But in the case, the the previous week when I had gone grocery shopping, or I think we may have Instacart at that time because I was busy, there was no Aldi brand sparkling water. Instead, we got Gasp. We had to substitute with LaCroix. Horror of horrors. Horror of horrors. And Gwyneth was very upset because she had the wrong kind of sparkling water for her drink. <laughs> I was very upset. She was very upset. And, and I it will... was the wrong brand, <laughs> lime sparkling water I will for know her beverage. Why I was so upset was because I have had a bad reaction to this LaCroix. I would drink, I was drinking it for a couple days, you know, not, uh, you know, substituting it for our normally normal sparkling water and everything and, you know, drinking it like a normal human. And I felt terrible those three days. Like I just kept on feeling like I was being punched in the gut. Like it was it was really awful. I was like, is something wrong with me? And I was like, yes, well, is something additional <laughs> wrong with me beyond all the other maladies that afflict our lives? Um, and so I was like, the only thing that's been different is drinking this LaCroix. And it always kind of left a weird aftertaste in my mouth. But I was just like, yeah, it's, you know, it's different. It's It was key lime as opposed to lime lime. And so I stopped drinking it and like immediately I felt better. Those keys. So that's another reason why I was so upset because I couldn't dr- drink it. It wasn't just that I disliked it. She had the wrong brand of sparkling water. So it was really funny, though. That is the, the context <laughs> of anyway. So here we are recording another one. One oh three three getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to ask you, my love. No, save it for the next episode. Oh, OK. No, you can ask me. I was just well, just since it's still it's holiday time. Oh, no. I was just wondering what your favorite and least favorite holiday treat is least favorite eggnog i hate eggnog (laughs) stuff's garbage now have you had real eggnog or just the stuff like out of cartons there is no difference i've had both i've had carton eggnog and i've had the eggnog your family made which i guess is probably real eggnog didn't like either of them tastes bad not the right texture i want not the right flavor i don't appreciate eggs in my beverages (laughs) call me weird (laughs) such an odd thing but no eggnog terrible garbage you're allowed to enjoy eggnog just know that you're wrong (laughs) favorite is too hard to to pin down too hard to pin down there's too many there's too many good holiday treats out there even a bulb you can give do top three even just a 
a smattering. I mean, my mom always used to make Buckeyes because we're from Ohio, mm-hmm. the Buckeye State. If no one knows what a Buckeye is, I don't know if it's a thing outside of the Midwest. I think they might be called different things in different areas because I think I once saw a recipe for for Buckeyes, but they were called something different. And I was like, those are Buckeyes. Those are Buckeyes. And if you call them something other than a Buckeye, again, you're wrong. (laughs) It's a ball of peanut butter covered in chocolate. It's amazing. It looks like a Buckeye. If you don't know what a Buckeye looks like, you're missing out. Look them up. Google exists. Google exists. So that's that's those are always good. Love me some Buckeyes. I mean, it's kind of a glorified like peanut butter cup, but in a different shape mm-hmm. it's got a different chocolate to peanut butter ratio though so depending on if you're a chocolate person or a peanut butter person it could go either way mm-hmm. yeah so is that like your favorite favorite i don't think i realized that i don't think it's my favorite favorite but there's too many to pin down a favorite my favorite food of any type depends on my mood yeah i can f- totally feel that you know but i haven't had a buckeye in a while so i'm kind would of your like, mom only make them at christmas time or yeah, basically oh really yep. that's funny i never i you know had Growing up in Indiana, we made them a lot, too. Um, As part of the Christmas cookie uh, collection I've, that would usually show up. That's Be the little Christmas tree cookies mm-hmm. and the little press gun thing and Buckeyes and usually some sort of bar. Mm-hmm. The lemon bars. We had layer bars. They were good. Mm. It's funny because uh, growing up, we also made the like cookie press cookies, but we always called them Swedish spritz. I don't know if that's like the actual... you're a weirdo. We called them Christmas tree cookies because we only ever used the mold that put them in the shape of Christmas. <laughs> I mean, we basically only, we would we use that one and we use there was a wreath one that we would use. And I think we had a camel one, mm-hmm. which we also use. Yeah. I mean, we had the, the whole press thing and all of the different shapes, but we only ever used the Christmas tree one. Yeah. And we, you know, dyed the cookie dough green. I was going to so say, did you dye the cookie dough green so too? So little yeah. pine trees yep, and then we yep. frost them and put sprinkles on them. Oh, you would frost them. Oh, we yeah. never frosted ours. Oh, yeah, we frosted them. That was because my mom would bake them and then we'd all get to frost them and put sprinkles on them. Oh, that is fun. A little family. Mm-hmm. Family mm-hmm. treat treat. Yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> I love those things. It was always funny because at the end, we would usually dye some red and then some green and then like leave some the normal like cookie dough color. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, and when there wasn't enough cookie dough of any one color to like squeeze any more cookies out, we would, you know, mash all these colors together and it's all the same dough, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we would get these like camels that are a weird like orange tan yeah. or like a mushy green pink. <laughs> and they were always just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so we would always just eat those ones first. I gotta be like, I'll put you get out, of out of your misery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Poor little cookies. Poor little cookies. That is that is where I am. Those are our holiday Those are traditions. Holiday thingos. But where you are is a less pleasant place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just finished a fight with not one but two Bodaks, one of whom reduced you to zero hit points instantly. You gave yourself a little bit of healing, popped back up, and managed to uh, defeat it. But you are now in relatively rough shape in this large sepulchral hall. So I don't remember if you arrested or healed up, but you and Craig are standing in this crypt. There are several large pillars about and a raised dais at the end of it with a big stone, like kind of coffin-y looking structure at the very end. Everything is kind of dim and shrouded in shadows. What do you do? Well, I am still in scorpion form. I turned into a scorpion. Um just because it wasn't seeming like my magic was doing anything and I thought maybe, you know, bludgeoning these things would be a bit more effective. Um, 
so she's going to unshapeshift. Okay. And she'll like look at Craig and be like, I don't know what the next steps are as far as you know the layout of this place, but I I need to sit down again because I don't know what that thing did, but it 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 got it got me. I don't know. Well, be quick about it. We shouldn't waste time in here. Okay, it'll take me up to an hour. (laughs) And so she'll take a short rest. And as they're resting, she will cast Healing Spirit because she actually prepared it this time. Okay. How many hit points does that do? Okay, the spirit can heal a number of times equal to one plus my spell ability modifier. So I can do it seven times, so it will be 7d6. Nice. Now, with the increase to my healing that I got from Akrila, is it... So I cast this spell once, and I get a a number of die that I get to, um, you know, roll. Do Mm -hmm. I get a plus nine just once, or do I get a plus nine per die roll? Per die roll seems crazy so we're gonna say per healing spell per healing spell okay that seems and then craig can get that healing too all right he's been hit die he's good okay so you heal up cast this healing spirit craig sits against the wall wraps a couple bandages around his forearms he's good to go after 30 40 30 40 50 minutes somewhere in that range stand up i mean did you actually need to take short rest if you're just gonna cast healing spirit uh, yeah, because Healing Spirit only got me up to 49 hit points. Oh, okay. So I'm going to use the rest of my hit die. You good? Uh, all right, I am good. Right. I mean, still not not at full, but a lot. Close enough. <laughs> a lot better. All right, so you uh, you heal up, and after 40-ish minutes, two you stand up, look around the room, and Craig says, are you good to go now, healed up? I think so. All right. So, from when I was here last, we have to go down, which means we're going through there. And he points at the big stone slab up at the dais. Just give me a hand with it. And he walks over towards it. I will follow him in. In? I mean, you're already in the room. Oh, I He's mean, just walking up to the dais, it. and there's a big stone slab coffin up there. I kind of assume that we probably took, an, took the short rest in the, in the antechamber again, just to... <laughs> oh, sure. Craig walks up to it, kind of bends down. You can see it's got clearly like a big stone lid. Oh, okay. He's clearly going to try to push off. I will help him. Just give me a hand with this. And Craig is much stronger than you are. Uh, yes. Faux show. <laughs> Faux cheesy. And you you kind of give it a shove. You feel like you're not contributing as much. <laughs> but hey. And why don't you roll a strength check? Alrighty. Just for, just for giggles. This is just a straight d20 because I have no modifier. Oh, natural 19, though. Naughty 19. So 19. At least I have no negatives. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's a pretty good roll. So you feel like you are contributing. Uh, Craig is contributing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And the two of you slide this stone slab off, and you see that it's a reasonably sized, you know, coffin-esque shape, but it does not hold uh, a dead body. Instead, it holds a staircase that leads deep, deep down kind of curves around into the darkness below. Craig says, well, here we go, right? All right. That's that's it. 
do you think there's any benefit in trying to be be sneaky as we go down, or do they, would everything already, kind of whatever's down there already know that we're here? I don't know. I'm not very sneaky, let me tell you that. I can't say I am too much either, but... I mean, we can try. The element of surprise is always a good thing. Yeah, let's try then. I was going to say, if, if if we didn't want to, I would, you know, maybe cast the light, but if, if we're, let's try to be stealthy at least as much as we can then. Sure. Do you go first, or just Craig goes first? I'll go first since I'm trying to be sneaky, okay. and I have both the, the cloak and those boots, so I at least have some advantage, maybe. Sounds good. You pop in, roll me a stealth check, Craig hops in behind you. I rolled a four and a one. Solid. So five. Solid. <laughs> On that advantage with the boots. Uh, Craig had disadvantage and he rolled the same thing. So. <laughs> oh, harsh. So. Oh, man. Craig's like, wow. This I mean, is a perfect example of the difference of the rolling that Gwyneth and Austin do. Yeah. Well, no, we rolled. You rolled with disadvantage the same thing that I rolled with advantage. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so that's, that's more what I was all right, meaning. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, so you creep down, but you're, you can't seem to help your footsteps echoing through uh, the dank cave walls and your, you know, equipment clinking against your armor. And Crag is also being similarly not, not super stealthy. You're not like making an enormous ruckus, but you're definitely not being quiet. The staircase curves around and lets you out after descending an indiscernible amount, because I'm bad at estimating distances. <laughs> lets you out into a room. It's a relatively small room, another similar kind of antechamber type thing. You see two angel statues, much like the ones you saw when you initially entered. However, these ones seem to be crumbled into pieces across the floor. The room is similarly tiled in reflective black stone and uh, in front of you it opens up and ascends a few shallow steps into sort of three branching passageways and over the top uh, along the ceiling over them is written some uh, engraven some certain runes and writing. Can I read it? Do you inspect it? I will, I will take it closer I will peer at it more closely. You walk up to it and are instantly killed. No. <laughs> that never gets old. Never gets old. Not for me either. Uh, you walk up to it and you can see it's scrawled in... Uh, I, I say scrawled, but it's actually very purposefully like chiseled into the wall. It is a message in a language you don't necessarily recognize, but for some reason you seem to understand its meaning Ooh. regardless of whether you can read the characters or not. Uh, it says over the top of it, Here lie the chosen, all saloon's loyal host, pursuing the mission in death that they did in life. Can you say that one more time? No. The carving goes away the instant you read it. Now it said, Here lie the chosen, all saloon's loyal host, pursuing the mission in death that they did in life. Hmm. Can I do a history check about Saloon's Chosen? You can do a religion check. Oh, I'm not terrible at that. Twelve, though. Uh, you don't... This doesn't ring any particular bell in your memory, but, uh, you know that Al-Saloon is the deity who typically guards the lower planes, and her followers are generally dedicated in making sure dead things stay dead, and, uh, you know, protecting the, the planes above from what lies below. 
Hmm. So do these look like three different hallways, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Roughly parallel, but they're kind of different branches. Okay. Do I... Do they look different in any way from each other? Or is there anything distinguishing one from the other besides the fact that they might go in a different direction? Oh, the middle one's a little bit bigger. Okay. It's 10 feet wide instead of 5 feet wide. Oh, okay. Two squares instead of one, as it were. Octavia will look back to Crag and be like, is this still the same as it was when you were here? Which path did you go down? As far as I know, I went straight up the middle, but... I mean, again, I was the only thing in here, so I, I can't say what's in either of the two forks. Perhaps it's worth investigating, but perhaps we just go as expediently as we can. And and when you went down the the center one, was there any like was there like a burial crypt at the end or mm, not that not that I saw. It was just a kind of big there's a little bit of a hall, some doors, a bigger room, and then beyond that is is the the place. Okay. Why don't we check out the other two just to just to see if I mean, I mean, maybe things have shifted around a little bit since you've been here, but um, you know, maybe if if there are you know, emissaries of Al-Saloon or, or if her, you know, power permeates here, maybe there's something that we can find that will help us? Your call. Left or right? Let's do the left one first. Left. Okay. I'll, lead on. I'll go first again and, and, and again try to I'll try to muffle my footsteps as much as possible. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> and I'll again try to stealth. Ooh, eighteen this time. Eighteen. Craig's like, do you want me to follow? Maybe follow like ten feet behind me so that like I can take a look at things and, and and then if there's nothing there, great. And then you can come on. And, and then if there is something there, maybe I can get, I don't know, like a shot off before they notice me or something. Okay. All right. Um, sure. So you walk forward a little bit away. Splitting the party. No, we're in the same tunnel. I'm just a little bit in front of him. You're split. You... Start going split down. Split would be if I'm no, like, split. I take left, you take right. Nah, split. You start going down the left hallway. It kind of goes straight for a little bit and then curves off even more to the left and then straightens out into a long hall in front of you. And you think you can make out alcoves lining this hallway. And then it curves out of sight past the alcoves, you know, continuing somewhere which you can't necessarily see. Okay, as soon as I see the alcoves, I'll stop. Hammer time. <laughs> and kind of like in Skyrim, I'm going to take a, lo- a look around and see uh, if there are anything in these alcoves. Do they look like burial alcoves? That kind of thing. Okay. 29. 29. Perception. Hopefully this isn't another instance where a high perception is going to bite me in the bum. You make out eight... Of these alcoves. Four on each side of the hall. Okay. And you can sort of see from the dim light and the shadows that six of them look to be occupied. You also notice on the left wall, a little bit behind you in the place where you just passed, is the outlines of some sort of 
passageway or or a you you notice a secret door Ooh! in the wall. Do I notice if any of the occupy any of the occupants of these alcoves are they moving? No. Okay. I will kind of gesture Crag to come on up. Right behind you. Oh, yeah. I'm just asking. I need to know. I know you do, I but... <laughs> innocent question. I know. All right. Craig tries to stealthily approach. He's kind of stealthy, but he definitely still makes a few little ding-dongs. Okay. Does anything happen? No. Okay. Not yet. Oh, I'm going to, in hushed tones, be like, there are eight, um, eight al- burial alcoves or what seem to be burial alcoves in front. Um, I, I could tell that there are six ocu- you know, occupants, but then there's also a secret door right here to the left, which I think we should check out first. Oh, okay. So I'll take a look at this secret door and try to open it quietly. Okay. You search around the edge of it. Go up and down the the tracing the lines of where it is, and you find a little latch kind of hidden in with the stonework, and there's a little click, and you can kind of push it in and slide it to the side. So cool. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You push it and slide it to the side. You see a short hall that goes back a little bit and then turns and runs parallel to the long hallway that you were just looking down. And standing inside it is the ragged figure of an animated skeleton oh, no. wearing some ragged, broken chainmail armor that lifts its bony head up to you and reaches out a sickle to hit you. Roll initiative. It has a sickle? It has a sickle. Okay. Four Octavia. A four? Wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ooh, natural 20 for a 21. For a 21. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a She's p- not very dexterous. What a punk. Or strong. Hold on. She's very charismatic, though. She might not have been able to tell because of Gwyneth, unfortunately, being the person who's portraying her. You go first. This thing reaches an arm up with the sickle to bring it down, but you catch it just in time and are able to act first. Okay. All right. What do you do? So, Gwyneth knows this, and I have a feeling Octavia would with living in Lake Ansel, and even though Al Absalon being the you know the main deity of that city, there's still a, 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 you know a lot of religious presence in the city with the other two temples as well. She sees the sickle and knows, Gwyneth knows that a lot of, uh, like, Saloon's weaponry is sickle-based. <laughs> sickle-based sickle weaponry. Based. Roll a religion like a check. sickle cell. Um, and so she's she sees that, yeah. Religion check. Um, 20, not natural. Yeah, you, the sickle is typically associated with Saloon and... The, the armor it's wearing seems to be emblazoned with her holy symbol. Okay. And so, you know, with having seen the, the uh, you know, the, the thing over the... With having seen the motto over these three passageways in Celestial, Octavia is going to say, we are, we are friends of the three. Uh, we do not come here for any purpose that contravenes Saloon's will 
and we're here to to right a wrong and, and keep those who should not be in the material plane out. Are you trying to make a persuasion check? Yeah. Please do so. 20 and unnatural. Okay. Do you do anything as a bonus action? Um, as a bonus action, she will cast Shillelagh on her staff. Sounds good. Shillelagh. But she, you know, kind of keeps her hands like in a non-aggressive m- manner to, you know, try to communicate as much with this potentially mindless creature that she means it no harm. <laughs> All right. You do that. Make a speech and wait for it to react, and it is their turn. Okay. This thing looks at you, cocks a skeletal head to the side, and um, just to kind of give you the sense of what's going on, it's its eyes flare, uh, very menacing red, and it brings the sickle down. Oh man. To swipe you. Okay. Kachunk. Uh, that's a not gonna hit an eleven to hit. Nope, that's a miss. So it does it again. Son of a gun. That's a 12 to hit. Sorry. Also a miss. 15 to hit. Also a miss. Can't do math. <laughs> Swings <laughs> okay. twice. Rar. is not happy about that. Uh, you hear some shambling oh, sounds no. coming from further down the hallway as another one pops into view and clacks its way up. The same secret hallway or no. behind us? The, the real hallway. Oh, okay. Rushes up towards you. So, Holds it sickle high. So are we still in the main hallway, or had we gotten into the secret hallway? You opened yet? the secret hallway, and this thing was immediately right there. behind. Oh, okay, sounds good. So the other one rushes up towards you, is almost within range, but not quite. And Crag goes, and he says, "What are you doing? Just hit the bag of bones!" And he steps past you, and is going to attack the one in the main hallway. Okay. So he swings out with his sword for a first swing, which is a hit. Nice. The second swing is out of the box, although that was a 19. Second one is a hit. Third swing is a hit. Nice! You can see the armor clinging to their bony forms is not in the best shape. It mm-hmm. does not offer maximal protection maximal. anymore. Why is that funny? You said maximal? Maximal. Is that a r- That's a word. Isn't it Maximum. Maximum is a word, but maximal is also a word. Really? Like optimal. I'm sorry, I just feel like I haven't heard it very often. Well, that's, that's on me. I think it's a word. If not, it just I hit don't my care. ears. It funny. is now. Um, okay. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta roll damage. I mm-hmm. can't do that while I'm talking. Understandable. All right, Craig does three solid hits to this one down in front of you. Chips of bone flying everywhere, bits of armor scattering across the floor. It is back to your turn. All right. Did this? Did the skeleton that came up the main hall? Did it come out of the alcoves? No. Okay. So it's further down the hall. No one's emerged from the alcoves. No one yet. has emerged from the alcoves. Okay. She is uh, Octavia is going to grip her grip her staff, which is this this weird combination of her grandmother's staff and the staff of Acrila. Um, it's unwieldy, so you have disadvantage. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and she is just going to it, it like crackles with like this divine power, and she's going to bring it down on the skelly bones that is in front of her. That's a 13 to hit. 13 is exactly it. Oh, nice. Wow. 18 points of bludgeoning, magical bludgeoning damage. Okay. Clunk. Good hit. 
Anything else you do? Um, I think that's it for now. That's it for now? All right. It is their turn. The first one is going to take two swings at you. Uh, the first one is a natural one. <gasps> it's not a great card. It's just going to be missed. And the second one is a 21. <laughs> that does it. So the 21 is going to hit you. Hit you. For 15 points of slashing damage. I rolled almost max damage. Jeez. Ah, darn. That's what I need to do. Oh, well, next time. Uh, the one that is fighting Crag is going to do this thing that I forgot to do before I took those swings, and it is going to target Crag, and Crag needs to make a wisdom saving throw as it looks at him with a vengeful glare. Uh, okay. Crag... Ooh, that's not good. Crag fails. Okay. And Crag is paralyzed until the knight deals damage to it or until the end of the knight's next turn. That is not good. Cool. Uh, all right. It is... Funnily enough, it is Crag's turn. It's paralyzed. Can't do anything. Can't do anything. All right. It's your turn. You see Crag freeze up as this thing just... Its eyes glow. Okay. Um, I saw the hit that, you know, out of the corner of my eye, the hit that Crag did to did to these things. Mm-hmm. Does it seem like it, you know, his, his blows to it, <laughs> like it shattered a lot of it? Or does it still seem as skeletons go pretty healthy? Uh, he did pretty good damage to it. In, okay. In one salvo. It's still, you know, alive enough. Okay. Just for thinking if she needs to bring out bigger guns type of thing. But she's just going to keep with the, um... It did do 15 points of damage on You know that Craig is paralyzed And you know that any hit against him Will be an automatic crit Oh Just so you have that knowledge Okay. I d- if that changes what you're going to do If not, that's fine But it still has to hit his AC, right? Yeah, but it has advantage Okay. Now you mentioned it's paralyzed until the knight does damage to it Or is that any damage to him? Until the knight does damage to it Not that you would know that so, I gave you a free piece of information there. Just gonna stab him in the back. He warned you about that. Well, I mean, I was like, if it's any damage, I could, like, you know... Nope. Just punch him <laughs> with my little feeble fist. Okay. Or, or I could try to uh, insult him emotionally to cause some psychic damage. Okay. Now, I can't, like, shoot an arrow through Crag's square, right? You can, but it'll have cover. Okay. It will have cover. Okay. Your target will have cover. How much cover? Uh, Crag's a pretty big target, and it's right there. Probably half cover at least. So that's plus how many to its AC? At least plus two, if not more. Okay. Its AC's not super high. Okay. I would like it to make a constitution saving throw, please. The skelly bones that is in front of Crag. Mm-hmm. Constitution saving throw? Yes. Natural 20. Oh, man. All right. This was a save or suck, so unfortunately it does nothing. Okay. Oh, jeez. What geez. were you trying? I was trying to cast Frostbite on it because mm. it's a non... I figured the poison... I have also poison spray. I figured poison probably wouldn't do much, but I thought maybe cold would still... And okay. it's not a it's not an area, it's one target that I one creature I can target yeah. so I could bypass Crag then. Yep. Alright, well, that does not 
do it. Great. Anything else you do with your turn? Bonus move. I don't really want to move because I don't really want to incur because I'm assuming it'll just move up and hit me anyway. So then it will do three attacks as opposed to the two. So it might. Um, I don't really want a wild shape quite yet. Yeah, that'll be it for now. It is their turn. The one that is in front of you is going to try to do the same thing, so it gets eyes bore into you. You have a bad track record with eyes, so make a wisdom saving throw. Natural 17 for a 27. All right, you're fine. Okay, so it tries to look at you. Unfortunately, does not get it. You are not paralyzed. And the other one's turn is now. It's going to make two swings at Crag with advantage. If they hit, they're automatically crits. The first swing is a... Ooh, that actually might not do it. Because Crag's got mega high AC. That is... Yeah, that's actually not going to do it. Ooh! The second one... Oh, dang. I rolled really badly. (gasps) Second one is a 14 total, which also does not... Oh, my gosh! Does not do it. Awesome! That could have been real bad, but he is still paralyzed. Oh, nope. End of knight's next turn. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's not paralyzed, but however, uh, this knight sh- sh- takes two swings, can't seem to get through Crag's armor. Whoo! You can see movement return to him, but he does look like he is frightened. Oh, is he mechanically frightened? Yep. Oh. And it's his turn. Okay. What does frightened do? Frightened. A frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls. While the source of its fear is within line of sight, the creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. So, Crag is not going to run away. But he can't get closer, but that's okay, because he's already up in this thing's grill. Again, I forgot about that ability. I should have used it farther away, but it would have had to move up to attack anyway. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Crag's going to take two swings with disadvantage, because he's scurred. Sorry, three swings with disadvantage, because he's scurred. And there's another ability I forgot of his that I should have used. Oh, well. Well, the combat is not over yet, so... Uh, the first one's a hit. Nice. He's got a great bonus. Second one is a hit. Nice. Craig is strong. Third one is a hit. Nice! Actually, Go yeah, Craig. basically, he has to roll a two or lower. Oh, my miss. gosh. These things don't have wow. AC. Uh, so three more hits. All right, three more good hits. The one in front of Crag is looking weak. Okay. Crag is also looking shaken. It comes to your turn. What okay. The one in front of you is looking all right. It hasn't. It got hit once. It, yeah, I hit it once. Okay. This hallway is just five feet, right? Yes. So if I turned into a large creature, I'd be squeezing. Yep. Give me just one second. What exactly would squeezing do? Squeezing would... Squeezing. A creature can squeeze through a space that is large enough for a creature one size smaller than it, so you can only turn into something large. So that's a large creature can squeeze through a passage that's only five feet wide. While squeezing, a creature must spend one extra foot for every foot it moves, so difficult terrain, and it has disadvantage on attack rolls and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage while it's in the smaller space. Okay, well that's not particularly helpful then, is it? Not great. All right, there are very few things that I can turn into that are relatively effective combat-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if this would be any more helpful. I mean, it would get me more hit points, but hardly any. You might, yeah, you gotta choose. You must choose. 
instead of Octavia turning into a creature, she is going to point be- uh, behind the um, skelly bones that is coming up from the secret hallway, mm-hmm. and she is going to conjure eight giant badgers. If only the audio medium could record my face. I am so sorry. But the only thing that she could wild shape into that would be relatively effective was a cheetah that had a lower two hit and damage than her shillelagh. So it would have, and it it didn't have very many hit points, so it wouldn't even like be a good hit point, like, you know, pillow cushion type of thing. Turn into an elemental. Well, that would use both of my wild shaping. Yeah, it's true. But you could be one for a while. Right, but I mean, if I need to communicate with Craig or... They were off. Anyways, uh, you summon eight badgers in the hallway. Yes. They appear. Awesome. So, I guess because they're medium... So, they can appear in unoccupied spaces that I can see within range. The range is 60 feet. Can a I mean, technically, you can't see around the corner. I can see these two squares. Yeah. Right. Um, My question is... Can a... So Austin's drawn the map, he's drawn the alcoves, you know, as, as little five square alcoves. Can a creature stand in them, or... They're they're full of stuff right now. Okay, so they're not there viable. There are two that are open. Okay. Are they these two? What are the status of the two that are immediately uh, catty-cornered to the skelly bones that's attacking Crag? Those two are open. Oh, okay. So they are not the two that are immediately categorical to this. Unfortunately not. Skelly bones. Unfortunately. Okay. Well, um, I'm still going to... I'm just going to line them up the halls then. So I'm going to put two behind... So, okay. I'm putting one in between me and Craig. Okay. I'm putting one directly behind the skelly bones that's in the secret passageway. Mm-hmm. I'm putting one directly behind the skelly bones that's in front of Craig. And then I'm just going to space out the other five. Okay. You can use the tokens. All right. What are they doing? All right. The three that are actually adjacent to combatants are going to make a multi-attack. Sounds good. So the two that's against the skelly bones that's in the hidden passageway. Badger number one is a miss with a nine. It has a multi-attack at second hit. Also a miss. Second badger. That's a hit with a 13. Just barely. Natural 13. Six, seven slashing damage. And then the one that's directly behind the skelly bones that Crag was dealing with is also going to go. That's going to hit natural 18. Five piercing damage. Okay. And then it's second attack. Natural. Yeah, natural 12. So 15. So that will hit seven slashing damage. Okay. The one behind Craig is looking rough. Okay. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've done enough this turn. It is the skeleton's turns. The one in front of you is going to try to glare at you again. So make a wisdom save. Natural 18 for a 28. Okay. The one in front of Craig is going to take two swings. Both of which are going to hit. Oh, no. At least he doesn't have natural crits. Yep. This is the first time 
Is this the first time they've hit? I got hit by the one that popped out of the secret corridor. Oh, that's right. Where are my dice? What am I rolling? What am I rolling? <laughs> my dice from D20 are rolling very well today. Thank you very much for them. Now that I said that, I've probably jinxed myself. So we <laughs> shall see how the rest of this episode goes. Uh, it is Craig's turn now, who is going to take three swings with disadvantage on this last one and see if he can do some damage. Oh, right, because he's still frightened. He is still frightened. Dang, one of those is a 20. The other one oh. is still a hit. Oh, that's good at least. The second swing is going to kill it. No. Nice. Regardless of what he rolls. Uh, so he slashes down. And the one behind him crumples into a pile of bones and armor on the floor and crack shakes himself off and steals himself. He has one attack left. Uh, he's kind of uh, adjacent around the corner, so he's going to take a swing. The thing's going to have cover because it's around a corner and there's a badger in the way. But he's going to probably hit it anyway, and he does not have disadvantage anymore. So, Yep, barely hits, but awesome. All right. Awesome's doing a lot of air math calculations. Yep, my fingers help me. All right, there's one left. It's in front of you, surrounded by badges. It's your turn, and it's looking okay, but it's taking a few hits. All right, I'm going to full withdraw from it. That's not a thing. You can disengage. I am going... I'm sorry. I'm going to disengage from it. Okay. Again, I've listened to a lot of Pathfinder. All right. And... Can I, like, shut my eyes or make it so that the thing can't see me or I won't, can't look into its eyes? No. Okay. Can it see me with where I'm standing? Yeah. Okay. Well, at least I'm not adjacent to it if it wants to swing at me and it would have to get past a couple badgers. So at least I'm not adjacent. Um, And then I'm going to have actually a badger come up move through Crag's square and occupy the square that I just vacated so that it can also hit this skelly bones. And so I'm going to have three badgers attack this one. Okay, roll them. All right, one of these claws hit of the first one. Five slashing. Badger two. Natural 20. Congrats, badger. (laughs) I assume it doesn't pull a crit card. Nope. (laughs) We should have an animal... uh, Summoned animal crit cards. That'd be fun. Nope. I don't <laughs> want to encourage it. I assume I still get to roll double damage, though. No. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Eight piercing. Ha! That, that's my, my double yeah. damage, yeah. Bad that one will man. also hit. Natural 14. Seven piercing. And then the final badger. Natural 19. Almost. I assume that's a hit. Three piercing. And a natural 18. Oh my gosh, I'm rolling rocks. Six slashing damage. So got some good volleys in there. Some decent ones from a bunch of badgers. Hey, it's it's something. Just saying. Uh, Okay. It is the skeleton's turn. It was just going to try to murder some badgers. Murder some fey spectral badgers. That makes sense. It takes a swing at the nearest badger. All right. Uh, for a 13. That's a hit. Deals 14 points of damage. One badger is down. Takes a swing at the next closest badger. Crit fails. Awesome. That sucks. Uh, that's it. That's all it does. It can. It's then going to 
It moves into the space the deceased badger was in, getting a little bit closer to you and Craig. It is now Craig's turn. And incurring opportunity from that one badger, I guess. Please take your badger opportunity. Hey! <laughs> Far be it from me. To Natural steal a, 18. Another badger opportunity attack. Max damage, seven piercing damage. Well, that's, uh, that's some solid work right there. Uh, Craig's up. Craig's gonna take. We three swings. That's brilliant. Especially at Christmas time. Well, yeah, well know, planned, right? my love. Thank you. I, I yeah, I still got it. Uh, yeah, all hits. Nice. Craig is a beast. All right, this thing is in shambles. All right, it's your turn. Can you finish it off? Hopefully, I'm gonna have my badgers go first and just kind of see how they do. Natural 15 for one. Four piercing damage. Okay. It's gonna swing out with its claws. Natural 19. Just hovering, skirting around this natural 20. Six slashing damage. And then my final badger will go. Badgers are nasty, and these are giant badgers. Yeah. That'll be a miss with the bite. Let's see if the final claws find purchase. No, they don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to pull out my longbow. Okay. I'm going to lean my staff up against the wall and shoot over my badger's head at this thing. Okay. 13. To hit? Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. Awesome. <laughs> Seven points of piercing damage. Well, it only had one left. Oh! So it clatters to the floor Perfect. as well. Took an arrow to the knee. If that's how you want to kill it, sure. Yeah. <laughs> My arthritis! Clatter of bones, and then there's silence throughout the halls again. <sighs> Craig looks around, kind of kicks through the, the pile of bones to make sure they're not going to pop up and attack again. As well, that was, uh, these things didn't mess with me before. Did you see them? I mean, no, I didn't come this way, but still. Yeah. Um, I mean, can I do like a retroactive kind of like, I don't know, arcana or something to see, you know, you mentioned the like the malevolence burning in the eyes. Does it seem like they were under, I mean, obviously they're animated skeletons, so they're not natural, but does it seem like they were being controlled by like a devil or a demony type of thing, whereas maybe the originally they were supposed to be... You know, paladins or you something. Have, you have no real way of knowing. Okay. I wasn't sure if, you know, oh, it, their eyes grow glee, green when they're good oh. skeletons. <laughs> you know? Oh, they well. glow red when they're bad skeletons. <laughs> Christmas skeletons, hey, one and all. <laughs> okay. Um, Octavia's a little shaken up, but she's going to be like, maybe we should check out the rest of this hidden passage and if I mean maybe there's something important enough in there that it was worth guarding sure. and to hide as well Just be on your guard okay yeah you too and so she's gonna send two badgers in front of her okay and then kind of follow them up horrible pit traps they're both gone really okay. <laughs> you walk down the secret tunnel and it's not incredibly long you see it just goes about the length of the straight section of the hallway mm -hmm. the, the real hallway and then kind of ends but you see there's little uh 
backings, basically where the alcoves line up, there's little, like, other passages so that whatever was in the alcove could easily kind of, like, false wall it back into this secret passageway for an ambush, like the one you almost walked into. Oh! Oh, so kind of like a... So it's not a treasure vault or anything, it's just a way for whatever was entombed here to move around without being seen. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, so it's kind of like a uh, like a mailroom at P.O. boxes where like they could be accessed from both sides type mm-hmm. of thing. Okay, okay, interesting. Yep. All right, so she'll kind of call back behind her and again, kind of hushed tones. Nothing, nothing back here. Uh, I mean, it's interesting, but nothing that would help us. All right. Um, let's Let's just keep going down this hallway and see what else is down here. Sure. So again, they'll uh, send the badgers down first. The badgers scuttle down. Hey, if you have a canary, send it into the mine first. Scuttle, scuttle, scuttle. Uh, Crag walks along, pokes at the other... You you see the other alcoves are occupied by other upright skeletal figures dressed in similar garb and holding similar weaponry, uh, but they do not seem to be animated. Huh, Craig okay. kind of pokes at them with his sword. They don't seem to respond at all. Huh. Warily walks down the rest of the hallway. Uh, past the alcoves, it curves around a little bit until it ends in a large stone door. Oh, okay. Is there a keyhole? No. It's like a big rung. Is there a space in between the floor and the door? No. It's very well sealed. Can I listen past the door? Sure. 12 perception check. Uh, you don't hear anything. Okay. Is there anything written above this door or anything? Mm, nope. Okay. Octavia will nod at Crag, and she will try to open the door. Uh, roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh, dear. 16? I uh, take five points of necrotic damage as your hand gets, like, zapped as soon as you put it on the rung, and you see it kind of flare with some uh, sort of warding runes that seem to be covering the slab. Oh, It doesn't open. Okay. So you didn't come, like, addressing Crag. So, yeah, again, you you didn't come down this way before. Do you think that this, these wards were, you know, later additions by the, uh, you know, the new inhabitants here, or... Your, your guess is as good as mine. I have no idea. Okay. Everything was basically open for me when I came here the first time. Okay. I say let's briefly check out that other that other corridor to the right um, and just see what what's down there. All right. I uh, start to walk back down this hallway. Oh, dear. So I'm not always... Into the, the main room where you initially started with these three branching rooms and uh, as you start to head down the hallway towards the right hand the screen fades to black and we're going to pick up there next time Ooh, all right sounds good Woo. Woo. Oh, I, I love me a good dungeon crawl well this is not a huge dungeon but but still, it's 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 always fun. It's a little one. I always love it's like I'm like anytime I get to discover a secret door that makes me very happy. 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that these episodes throughout 2020 have given you a modicum of um, enjoyment and some happiness in this really, really tumultuous time. We really hope that you guys have um, good holidays and are able to celebrate however uh, you celebrate and, and maybe can see people over Zoom or something like that. Um, you know, thank you all for the kind words that you've given to us over this past year, all the messages and the lovely reviews. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and it, it has meant a whole, whole lot to us as well. Um, speaking of which, we are still running our celebratory 100th episode giveaway. We have a, just a lot of amazing loot. We have a, a, an art commission you can do of your OC, your original character. We have Tasha's Cauldron of uh, everything ready for you to get your hands on. And we have an amazing set of D20 dice uh, made custom for us based off of our logo. They are gorgeous. And I'm definitely going to win this giveaway so that I can keep this set of dice. They are just uh, drool worthy. Uh, So check out our social media pages for info on how to enter that, both uh, Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at andadiepodcast. Catch y'all next week.